I, I normally jog in the mornings, but yesterday I jogged at night. My daughter's been jogging with me, well, she hasn't been actually over the last month or two, but before that she was jogging with me all the time, and I said about, uh, I don't know, 8.30, 8.45, I'm, I'm going to go for a jog, and uh, she's like, oh, her eyes got big, like, can I go? I'm like, yeah, you can go if you want to go. She's like, I've never ran in the, you know, at night, it was like just after dusk or whatever, and um, I said, sure, and so we went for a jog together. And uh, she hasn't jogged for a while, but she had no trouble, like, going faster than me still. <laughs> I guess it's helping me in my humility. And um, I don't know, maybe halfway in the jog, I, I kind of like, uh, I guess got in the spirit is the best way you could describe it. You know, I'm kind of like, my body's still jogging, but uh, my, I, I myself am more aware of other things. And uh, I almost had to stop jogging. And I heard these words from that place. I heard these words, looking over into looking over into looking over into I guess I'll just start out that way and let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18 I'll let that stir in your own heart for a few minutes looking over into Praise the Lord. That is actually what was happening while I was jogging. I was looking over into a place where I was not physically. Oh, looking over into the kingdom looking over into the realm of light, looking over into the realm of glory, looking over into the place where God lives and dwells, looking over into the place full of power, might, and all authority, looking over into the things of the Spirit. Second Corinthians, uh, Melody, will you give me a tissue? Second Corinthians 4.18. While we look, thank you, not at the things which are seen. Excuse me.
while we look not at the things which are seen. Somebody said there's a, there's a hilarious video on YouTube, like, it's got this car, and he's like, would you look at it? Would you look at it? Just look at it, look at it, look at it. Would you look at it? He goes on and on and on and on and on. But he's actually saying, would you not look at it? Would you not look at it? Would you not look at it? While we look not at the things which are seen. Would you not look at that? Don't look at it. While we look not at the things which are seen. See, those things are temporary. But if you look at the things that are temporary, you're going to make a decision that is not eternal. If I see you in a temporary way, I'm going to interact with you with temporary things. But if I see eternal things when I look at you or interact with you, I will bring you eternal things from heaven. And that's not just because I'm a pastor. That's because I'm a believer. There's lots of... Now, there's some pastors that aren't even born again. Yeah, I'm glad I am too. <laughs> While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things that are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal. Well, we're not talking about some temporary things. We're talking about eternal things. We are talking about things that are of God. Verse 17, let's back up one verse. For our light affliction, our light affliction. <laughs> Do you know what Paul has been through when he said, for our light affliction? He said, for our light affliction. Well, he must have had his eyes fixed on eternal things to be able to call that a light affliction. You'd be whipped on your back that many times and left for dead. That was a light affliction. How many shipwrecks? That was a light affliction. Well, you can't do that if you're looking at temporary things and you're fixated and focused on temporary things and you're, you live for temporary things. You live for the thrill of the moment. 
you get thrilled by God and that is an eternal thing that you can visit anytime. Eternal things never grow old. They're just as real today as they were 10 years ago. It's eternal. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. That's the hardest thing in the world to do sometimes when the thing that you see is a personality that you experience all the time. <laughs> well, it's worse when it's yourself. <laughs> but it's difficult when it's somebody else too. To not look at it. Don't look at it. It's like Paul said, regard no man after the flesh, even though we used to regard Jesus this way. We don't regard him this way anymore. Something has changed. We look at eternal things now. We look at something that is greater than this temporary natural thing. We look at things eternal. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. But the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Right? For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, that's your body, my body, we have a building of God. <laughs> a building of God, a house not made with hands. Here's that word again. Eternal in the heavens. Wow. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed we will not be found naked. You know how naked you can feel when you're just looking at the temporary? You feel exposed. You feel like... Is everybody looking at me? Is everybody grossed out by me? Well, you look at things eternal. You fix your gaze on eternal things. 
You know what happens? You got a reflection in your face of things eternal. You look at temporary things, you got a reflection in your face of things temporary. In other words, you carry that with you. You bring that into every situation. Man, bring the life of God, which is eternal. The nature of God, which is unlimited. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Uh, for we which are in this tabernacle, that's this body, we that live in this body, groan, being burdened, uh, not that we could be unclothed. So in other words, not to take our bodies off but clothed upon. <laughs> you ever had that? <laughs> you ever had that happen? <laughs> I remember a couple, three years ago, four years, I don't know, something. And uh, I had this, uh, my head, man, it started hurting so bad. And uh, um, uh, I was in the kitchen and I said, my head is hurting. And uh, Melody said, you want like a ibuprofen or aspirin? I don't know what she offered me, something like that. And uh, I said, well, I, I guess so. And uh, as I said, I guess so, I was so dissatisfied in my spirit. And I thought to myself, this is not right. I mean, if Kenneth Hagin can go 60 years without a headache, why can't I? He's no better than I am. He's no better than you are. God has no favorite kids except for you. <laughs> so, 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 so. So I'm sitting at the counter, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to have a headache. I don't receive this. You are my healer. All of a sudden, it's like, it's like a, a gooey blanket of warmth hit me in the head and started to ooze down. <laughs> like, and it, like I could feel it. Like the top, you know, like when you have a headache, apparently different parts of your head hurt. And so like the, the top cutting stopped, and then it, it came down and down and down. I had no headache. I was like in this like, uh, I don't know what you call it. It was the glory, I guess. But you're like um, in like a, uh, it was like a covering came upon me. And when that covering came upon me, it overwhelmed the headache. And there was no headache, but it was a really good feeling. It didn't feel normal. It felt like really amazing. <laughs> Clothed upon. <laughs> Clothed upon. That mortality may be swallowed up of life. <laughs> you know you have God's own life inside of you? Making your mortal body alive and live? And have strength? Yes. 
<laughs> we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Now he that did this for us is God, who has also given us the promise of his spirit. Therefore, we are always confident. <laughs> Say always. I'm always confident. <laughs> I'm always confident. <laughs> because God did this. I'm always confident. Every time. Every moment. I'm always confident. Because of God. <laughs> I mean, just think. Yeah, if you give up your ability to his ability, you give up your life to his life, you give up your nature to his nature, how is it possible that at every moment, all the time, you wouldn't have more than enough? He is El Shaddai. <laughs> he sits in the heavens and he laughs. Jesus had the oil of joy above every other person. He's the happiest man alive. The most joyful man alive. Well, if you've been with Jesus, if you've been seeing Jesus, I don't mean like a vision of Jesus. That may happen. It may not. I'm talking about if you see Jesus in the Word, if you see Jesus in you, if you see Jesus in another believer, you're looking at eternal things. Well, you're going to have some joy. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. Job said, at destruction and famine, you should laugh. But the world said, at destruction and famine, you should groan and moan and say, would you look at that? Would you look at that? Hey, come see this. Therefore, we are always confident. The believer who's looking to God, and that's what a believer is, is always confident. I am always confident. I don't know how the Lord's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it. I don't know which way it's going to happen this time, but I know it's going to happen. That is the voice of faith. 413. We having the same spirit of faith? We have the same spirit of faith? That's the same spirit that David had when everyone around him said, you're too young, you can't do it. Saul said, my clothes don't even fit you. Or he said, my clothes don't fit. Saul tried to clothe him. Here, do it my way. Saul tried to say, do it how I do it. He said, I can't put your stuff on. God will clothe me himself. He will dress me up. Same spirit of faith that David had when he said to that enemy that was speaking to him, to his mind, he actually heard him audibly, uh, who are you, you little boy? I'm going to tear you up. Well, David did not approach Goliath based on who David was. He said, how dare you defy God and the armies of God? 
I will this day basically cut your head off and feed you the birds. He ran at Goliath with an open mouth saying a bunch of stuff. Why? He had that same spirit of faith. The same spirit of faith that you have. The same thing that motivated David, the same unction that David had, you have. I have the same spirit of faith. When a giant comes at me, when a giant comes at my family, when a giant comes at my church, I have that same spirit of faith. Faith believes and faith speaks. David believed. He believed God. My God will deliver you into my hands. In fact, let me tell you something. My God delivered the lion into my hands. My God delivered the bear into my hands. And you're no match for my living God either, you uncircumcised Philistine. What'd he say? You uncircumcised. I have a covenant with God. You don't have a covenant with God. You're on the wrong side. You will lose. Because I'm exercising my covenant right. Therefore, we're always confident that while we're at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. There is joy in believing. There is joy in believing. There is joy in believing. There's joy in believing. There's joy in believing. If you're not in joy, you're not in faith. Don't mean you can't have a moment where you're realizing a moment where you mourn, a moment where you sober up. But I'll tell you what, if you're living by faith, you're living by joy. You are full of joy. First Peter 8, uh, excuse me, First Peter 1, 8, whom having not seen, you love in whom though now you see him not yet believing <laughs> even though you don't see him what things unseen even though uh, you haven't seen him you rejoice how with joy unspeakable and full of glory even though you haven't seen him you rejoice you jump up spin around You laugh, you dance, you sing, you rejoice. <laughs> Living by faith is an adventure in joy. Why? 
You know why? It really doesn't matter what the problem is. It really doesn't matter how creative your relatives have become. really doesn't matter if you can figure out how God's going to do it. In fact, if you could figure out how God's going to do it every time, we'd probably be a little disappointed in God. Faith is not figuring out how God is going to do it. It's knowing that he's going to do it. You'll be set free. You're so free. I'm so free. You cannot carry anxiety and cares and fears and have God show up in your life. You have not released them or that situation to him. You are trying to carry it and fix it yourself and you're just going to get sick and you're going to get tired and you're going to get frustrated and you're not going to have the good life. How are you helping anyhow? Remember what Jesus said? What good is it going to do you if you're going to worry about tomorrow? Tomorrow has enough worries all by itself without you adding to it. You know, I was sure able to help my children because I worried about them all night long. I was sure in a good place to believe God and speak what he showed me. No, I just get more and more conscious of the inabilities and the problems and the difficulties and the darkness. So conscious sometimes that then you don't even speak. You're so overwhelmed by the situation because you're so close to the situation because you're looking at this thing that's temporary and like it's eternal. You're looking at this thing of the devil like Jesus is not Lord, like it's Lord. Jesus is Lord. That's just temporary. You're tempted to look at it. You say, you know what? That's just temporary. That's just temporary. That's just temporary. You ought to look at your little bedroom and your little living room and say, that's just temporary. That's just temporary. You too. That's just temporary. Extremely temporary. <laughs> and those that own the houses said, Amen. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yet believing, you rejoice. If you're not rejoicing, you need to check up and see if you're actually believing. You may have a moment of sobriety, but I'll tell you what, if you're believing, you're like, this is great. Uh, uh, God's going to come through. I'm not sure. I, in fact, I want to see how he's going to do it this time. Yeah. I remember last time he did this, the bear. I remember last time he did this, the lion. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it because I'm yielded to him. I'm, I'm going to be his mouthpiece. I'm going to be his hands and his feet, and I'm going to watch him show up. The faith life is a joyful, fun life. 
So if you're not enjoying your life in God and just in awe of His goodness, you're not living by faith. You're probably living by hope and the arm of your flesh to make it come to pass. Well, your arm is weak, but God's arm is strong. He will do what he said he will do. Living by faith is living by what God has said. And God said, if you live by what I said, I'm going to watch over everything I said, and I'm going to make it come to pass. I watch over my words to perform them. David spoke God's words. God watched over those and caused those words to come to pass. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask whatever you want. Whatever you want. How could I ever say that if it weren't from the lips of Jesus? Amen. You ask anything you want, it will be done. Yeah, but what about this? But look at my bank account. But look at my family. But look at this. But look, look at this. Look at that. Look at this. Look at that. No, look at him. Yet believing you rejoice with, rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of souls. Glory to God. You live by faith, you're going to have salvation of souls on your right hand and on your left hand. Every time you turn around, it says you're in the King James, but that's italics. It doesn't say salvation of your souls. It's the salvation of souls. Glory to God. I mean, what does the world need to see than someone who is fixed on eternal things full of the joy of the Lord? Mm. Romans 15, 13 says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. How? In believing. <laughs> Just make a decision right now. Just make a decision right now. I refuse to walk by temporary things. I'm looking at eternal things because I'm looking at God. And I'm looking at His Word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Every word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You can never, well, you should never separate the Word from God, because it is the Word of God. He is a divine person. 
when you come into the kingdom, you come into a relationship with a person. His name is Jesus Christ. You come into a family. The name of the family is the family of God. You remember in Romans? I don't remember exactly where it is here, but... I probably have it in there somewhere, but... The kingdom of heaven is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's not eating and drinking. The kingdom of God is not all these natural things. It's eternal things. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. You live in those things, you'll see some natural things take their proper place. You get so fixated on your healing. No, we look not at the things that are temporary. We look at the things that are eternal. I'm not got my eyes fixed on the problem. I'm not got my eyes fixed on a manifestation of the work of the devil. I got my eyes fixed on what Jesus did. That Jesus utterly defeated and embarrassed him took away all of his power, all of his might, all of his ability in him, and that is Jesus. We live in him, we move in him, we breathe in him, we have our being. It is in him. God is turning things around. Psalm 126 says, when the Lord turned again, say again, the captivity of Zion. That's the people of God. When he turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. Oh! Dream again. Live again. Believe again. Hallelujah! Rejoice again! Joy is a harvesting factor. If you want your harvest, get full of joy. The way you get full of joy is you see who God is, what he's done, that it's all dependent upon him and just dependent on you getting out of the way and let him live in you and through you and by you. If you're full of moaning and complaining and let me just say it, <sighs> sighing, you are being dominated by temporary fleshly thoughts. You are seeing your future without God in it. You are seeing your right now without God in it. Jesus came to set us free from that stinking thinking. You ought to say something like, huh, looks like God's really going to show himself strong now. Did the third thing happen in a row? I am not under the curse. Jesus has redeemed me. The curse does not belong to me. The blessing overpowered the curse. The curse has no ability to cling to me. I am not cursed. I am blessed. This will not take us down. We're going to see God show up stronger and stronger and stronger just because of this. We're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It's not just when we get to heaven, but it's today, right now, in this place. 
If God be for you, who could be against you? Who dare be against you? If he gave you his own son, how would he not give you, without any payment required on your part, all things? If he gave us Jesus, he'll give you everything you need. While we look not at the things that are seen, the things which are not seen. If you fix your gaze, fix your eyes, fix your mind, fix your thoughts, fix your plans. Well, really, you should just get his plans. And then fix your thoughts on his plans, his way. You better get ready for your scenery to change. Looking over, looking over into, looking over into the plan of God, looking over into the purpose of God, looking over into the things of the Spirit and the things of your home of residence. Looking over into those things and over into that place will not cause you to go crazy or become uh, those who are a hermit and withdrawal, but it'll actually cause you to stand up tall. Stand up tall in the things of God, the things of reality, the things of the Spirit, and even the blessing of the Lord upon your life, even in natural things, will flourish. Flourish like a freshly planted lawn on a bright and sunshiny day with waters from heaven that cause the plant and the seed to flourish and to grow. You shall flourish in the things to which you have been called and to the plan of God for your life and the purpose that has been placed upon you and within you even before you were born. Looking out and over into the things of God. Looking out and over into the things where He has planned and where he has prepared and where he has provided. Looking out over into those things, you will find, oh, everything of the earth takes its rightful place and comes into line and you begin to see and know and understand. Over in the realm of light, over in the realm of glory, you're set free from the fear of man and the fear of night. You're set free because you live in the day for you live in the light. In the light, there is blessing. In the light, there is understanding. Even the development of your natural man will come and begin to flourish in the realm of light. Oh, for in, the, in him is life and the light of the world uh, arose within him and the darkness could not overtake and could not overcome. For even the life that is in him is the development of every man and every woman. So don't walk out in fear. Don't walk out looking to these things that are so temporary yet the enemy is so has such ability to paint a picture that seems so real and seems so inviting and seems so true. Don't yield to him and listen to his words for he is a liar and he is the father of all lies and in him is no truth. So you be wise and walk in the light of the sun and the life that's in his face and the light that's in his face will shine on your pathway. So look full in his wonderful face and you will see a light from heaven that's dawning, dawning on your heart, dawning 
something. Even it affects your mind and your emotions. You, you begin to see as you look to these things that are not temporary but eternal. You begin to see things beyond. See things beyond your ability. See things beyond your strength. See things beyond the ability of your family and your boss to cause to come to pass. See things that oh, are over in the realm of real power and over in the realm of real life and over in the realm of real might. You see those things. Fix your gaze on those things of the word eternal, of the word invincible, of the word dominating, of the word that sets you free. See those things that you have liberty in him. Oh, you have great liberty where his spirit dwells and where his spirit has access. You will find that you have such great freedom as your mind has not even comprehended and even your imagination could not come up with. There is great freedom in him. And in that place of freedom, you live abundant life. Life that's more abundant. Life, that, life that's more full. Life that's more complete, even with the blessing beyond what your mind could come up with, what your mind could conceive, what your reason could bring you. You live life in the realm of limitless life. Life in the realm of eternal things. Zoe that comes from God that has no beginning and has no end. You enter the stream of this life and you enter the plane of glory and the plane of light. And in that place, you see, you see as you were meant to see. For my spirit has come upon you, and my spirit lives within you, and my spirit will strengthen you. Like your own private coach who lives on the inside in the time of despair, and the time of defeat, where it seems like everything is getting darker and darker and worse and worse. Just look and turn in your heart to me and my spirit, and you'll find that there is such strength and such words for you to rise up instead of turning away that you turn and face the battle that you turn and face the storm that you say bring it on because I am his and he is mine in him I live and move and breathe and have my being and he has caused me to live life beyond what others would do and what others would say but I live my life according to what he has said what he has declared and I live my life in his holy ghost way hallelujah Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a place from which to see. You look to him and you'll see. You're not what you thought you were. You're not where you thought you were. You're not of what you thought you were of. You are of God. You are created in the likeness and the image of God. You have just as much ability to yield to His Spirit as Jesus Himself had. You have the same Spirit that anointed Jesus. You have the same Spirit on the inside of you, anointing you, preparing you, smearing, rubbing all over you. Uh, you, you have the life of God. You have uh, divine utterance. You have words from heaven. You have direction from God. You know the Spirit of God. If you're born again, you know the Spirit of God. That's how you came to know God. You know Him. You're acquainted with Him. You can become more acquainted with Him, but you know Him. 
I know Melody. I've become more acquainted with her, but I know her. I know her voice. I know the sound of her walk as, it, as she walks across the hardwood floor of our house. I know that's Melody coming. I'm like, yay. <laughs> you know him. But I think what's even greater is he knows you. <laughs> so why don't you just let him do what he needs to do? He knows where you got some, uh, uh, you know, missing parts in your armor. You just look to him and say, oh, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? I I'm yours to command. I am a friend of God. You're a friend of God. Stand with me if you would. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There is joy in believing. If you, if you go away with anything, I want you to go with two things. We look at the things that are not seen, unseen things, and there is joy in believing. Do you find yourself without joy when faced with a difficult situation? You're looking at it from being underneath of it, but you're actually above it. The Bible says we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus far above. Far above. What if you actually believe that? What if you actually believe that whenever you pray in the name of Jesus, God hears you? What if you actually believe that you're his child, you're his sheep, you know his voice, you don't even entertain strange voices? Because you're like, I don't know who that is. They may be saying a scripture, but that's not my father. It must be the enemy. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here this morning in person, online, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, well, you, you'll never enter into these things without receiving him. But you can receive him today. This is not a conversion this is not a church membership. This is not, uh, I don't know what else you want to call it. This is nothing else besides giving your entire life up and getting a brand new life. The Bible says any man that joins himself with Christ is a new creature. Any man that's united with Christ is brand new. Old things have passed away. Look and see everything is brand new. That can be you today. You can give your life to God and to Jesus Christ today. And if you do that, all of your sins that Jesus already paid for will be removed from you. You'll be just as holy as Jesus, just as right as Jesus, just as loved by God as Jesus. In fact, you are. The, Jesus prayed that we would know that God loves us just like he loves him. God loves you just the same as he loves Jesus. Because he loves you, he's not going to force you to become part of his family. But the will of God for you is that you become part of his family. He wants you with him. He wants you free. He wants you with new life. He wants you without consciousness of guilt, without guilt, without uh, sins. He wants you clean and pure. And the only way that happens is you let Jesus clean you up. 
You let Jesus come into your heart. Make Him the Lord of your life. That's not an automatic thing. It's not just because you believe. You, it's not just believing in Jesus that makes you born again. You must believe on Jesus and you must receive Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior. You can go to church your whole life and you can be 60, 70, 80, 90 years old and you can believe that Jesus came, you can believe that Jesus died, you can believe that God raised him from the dead and you can still go to hell because it is as many as received him those are the ones he gave the right to be the children of God. You must receive Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. Man without Jesus is in a fallen state, a sinful state. Man needs to be recreated so that the Spirit of God can come and live on the inside and that you can receive the very life of God and you become part of the family of God at that very moment. You must receive Jesus. It is a, it is a specific moment that you decide I have decided to follow Jesus. I'm receiving him, making him Lord of my life. And I'm going to pray a prayer in just a, a couple minutes here. And uh, when I pray that prayer, all you got to do is pray that prayer from your heart. Some people say, well, that, that's too easy. That's too easy to be born again. Don't you know all the bad things people have done? <laughs> I don't know all the bad things. I know some of them. But I know what Jesus did. And I know that the blood of Jesus is more powerful than any bad thing that any person has ever done or bad things that any people have ever done. The blood of Jesus is stronger. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and you say with your mouth, with your mouth you say, I'm taking him as my Lord, you're already also doing that in your heart, that you will be saved. You know, the moment you do that, you're turning away from your sin. You're turning away from other people as a source of your life, other people as your God, and you're turning to Jesus Christ and saying, I want Jesus as my Lord. I make him my Lord. I take him as my Lord. He is mine, and I am his. Let's pray. Say this. Say, oh God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son, that he died on the cross to take away my sins. and that you raised him on the third day to make me right with you. Jesus, I make you my Lord. I receive you right now. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for forgiving me, washing me clean, making me brand new. Father God, Thank you for inviting me into your family, for giving me your spirit to strengthen me and help me. In Jesus' name, amen.